O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 92 on page 455. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hands. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all the workers of the wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art the most highest forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of an unicorn, for I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see his lust of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, and shall be fat and well-liking. That they may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 38th chapter of the book of Job. 
Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its counter cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment, and thick darkness its swaddling band? When I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors? When I said, This far you may come, but no farther, and here your proud waves must stop? Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth? and the wicked be shaken out of it. It takes on form like clay under a seal, and stands out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and the upraised arm is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea, or have you walked in search of the depths? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Where is the way to the dwelling of light, and darkness, where is its place, that you may take it to its territory, that you may know the paths to its home? Do you know it, because you were born then, or because the number of your days is great? Have you entered the treasury of snow, or have you seen the treasury of hail, which I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? By what way is light diffused? or the east wind scattered over the earth? Who has divided a channel for the overflowing water, or a path for the thunderbolt to cause it to rain on a land where there is no one, a wilderness in which there is no man, to satisfy the desolate waste and cause to spring forth the growth of tender grass? Has the rain a father, or who has begotten the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice, and the frost of heaven, who gives it birth? The waters harden like stone, and the surface of the deep is frozen. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud, the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the seventeenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. And when they had come to the multitude, 
a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes, from their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, for as much as without Thee we are not able to please Thee, mercifully grant that Thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. <clears throat> we have here in Job the response by God uh, to Job's lament way back in, I, I think it's chapter 3, where Job was decrying his 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 birth and wishing that he had never been born. <clears throat> and so now we get God's response to this. And it's in this opening section, it's God recounting his creation of the universe and all the things of this world and contrasting that with, with the grandeur and, and the greatness of all these things that are going on that are not have nothing to do with man and his concerns and, and worries and doubts. And so he's contrasting Job's and, and in addition, humanity's limited grasp of wisdom with all that God has done and how Job is essentially talking about what he doesn't know and how he has, you know, started to, to, to engage in a form of hubris of him questioning God's plan and his, his, his concern for creation and for Job himself that how dare Job question the fact that he was born when there is so much Job doesn't understand about the about God and about the universe. And so he does this in this poetic way, which is a, a beautiful in, a, in, a, in and of itself, but also as an answer to Job's questioning and his own pain and suffering and reaching out and questioning God. Now God is responding. And we will see that played out tomorrow night as well, where he will, tonight he's, he start from a, um, a cosmic level and then down to, to as his, his, his response continues, it will become more and more focused. And so then we turn to our, our New Testament lesson and starting at the end this this thing about the 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 temple tax at the time jewish people no matter where they were wherever they were uh, you know around the globe they were required to give a tax to maintain the upkeep of the temple and we can see how this would would you know be <clears throat> going against what Jesus is teaching because he sees the temple as as having become corrupt 
and he knows that it will eventually be torn down and understands and and that he is the new temple the new the new place where god is dwelling and then it's there amongst the people and so he finds this interesting way to not outright reject the tax but also not to endorse it in this you know unique way that we see here <clears throat> and then moving backwards through the, the our, our new testament lesson we come to this thing that's occurring just after the transfiguration when they've come down from the mountain and his disciples have been unable to heal this uh, paralytic guy or, or uh, an epileptic guy. And, you know, it's interesting that Jesus had sent out his disciples to go and to heal people and to, to exercise demons. And now this has happened where they have not been able to do it. And they're questioning why. Why why can't we do this thing that we've been doing? And Jesus' response is that it's a matter of faith, that they have not had the requisite faith to be able to do this thing. And he ties this in with the idea of fasting and prayer. And so this is a lesson for all of us to to make note of the importance of how our faith our prayer and also our fasting are all interconnected in a way and you know we there has been in recent centuries a uh, a tendency of christianity to de-emphasize fasting as as a part of the 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 spiritual life of Christians. And we should always be cautious of such an approach because as we read over and over in, in scripture, how important not just prayer, but fasting as well was to Jesus himself. And if he found these things important and helpful to do, then we should be cautious if we just, if we think we that we know better than Jesus himself. And so, these disciplines of prayer and fasting are things that have been given to us, have been gifted to us as means of increasing our faith and increasing our relationship with God through Jesus. And so it's something we should always not fight so much against, but something we should embrace and realize what a tremendous gift they are for us. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with the intercession on, on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of the gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church. And grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all the authority over us. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. 
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their sovereign necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Tuesday night. Good evening, John. Have a good night, everybody.